0: podcast. We hope you'll enjoy this message by Pastor Joey Bonifacio. Today, I have a message entitled The Building Blocks to Eternity. The point of the reason for this title is because I want to talk to you over the course of the next 4 weeks on the matter about the church. The church in its essence is nothing more than a community. But it's a very special community because it didn't start in the New Testament it all dates back to the Garden of Eden. The essence of community is relationship. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, we find that by the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, He rested from all His work. From the very beginning, God's intent and desire was to build a relationship with His creation. He is a good God. And on the seventh day, He rested because on the sixth day, He created man and His desire was on the seventh day was not man for work for Him. But for him to enjoy a relationship with mankind. In Genesis chapter two, verse three, it says, Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. He set apart this relationship, this day that we was going to build with mankind to build a commune, a relationship. Made it holy simply means set apart extremely special. This was the nature of the Garden of Eden. More than the plants, more than the animals, more than the two trees in the garden, it was a community with the presence of God. God was available and man was available to Him. There was acceptance on both sides, there was an affinity in the Spirit, and there was an affirmation of love. When mankind sinned against God, that level of availability, acceptance, affinity, and even affirmation was still present. That's what we find in families, the original life, uh, natural communities that we have. Availability, acceptance, affinity, and affirmation. However, when they sinned against God, the same things were there without God. And so now families are left to be available to one another, to accept one another, to have that affinity and bond and affirm one another. But they have lost the essence of this community with God. Hence, God reached out to a man named Abraham. And Abraham was supposed to give birth to a new community. And through his sons, Isaac, Jacob, and all, and all the sons of Jacob, a new community would be birthed. And that community would be a community that would represent a people that have the same availability, acceptance, affirmation, and affection, but this time with God. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 3, we find the first time that the Bible mentions the word community. God Almighty, this is uh, Jacob speaking to his sons, or rather Isaac speaking to Jacob, God Almighty will bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. This was a prophetic word that Isaac was speaking to his son Jacob that they will one day become Israel, the people that would represent the kingdom of God on the earth, the people that would be a community that had God at the center of it. While that was true, the devil wanted to destroy that community. And that's why in the land of Egypt, they were enslaved spiritually, relationally, physically, and even financially. And that was the result of the devil wanting to stop the kingdom of God. The devil wanting to destroy the same thing that they had in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. This time he wanted to destroy the community that Abraham began with. But God sent a redeemer and that redeemer was Moses. And Moses essentially set these people free to become the community of people. That word community is written all over the Old Testament over 80 times but only once in the New Testament. Because in the New Testament, the word community was replaced by another word. And that word is the word church. In the next seven verses, I'm going to read for the very first time what Jesus said about the church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 said, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do you say the Son of Man is? That's the first verse. Notice what it says. They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or the prophets. But what about you? Here's now Jesus asking his followers, his disciples, this brand new community, the church. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. While others thought of Jesus as a prophet, a good teacher, a kind man, Peter said, no, you are the son of God. You're the Messiah. You're the savior of the world. Jesus replied and said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, that you are Peter, and on this rock of revelation, I will build my church. That's the first time the word church is mentioned. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let me begin with my first point. The church is a community gathered on Jesus. While in the community of Israel, they were gathered under Yahweh, the living God. This time, God the Father sends his son Jesus and a community is birthed, gathered around Jesus. These people have a revelation of who Jesus is. That's why Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 says, when they came to Caesarea and Philippi and said, 'Who who do you say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist. Some say you're just another prophet. But what about you? And that's the question. If we are to become the church, we need to answer this and to know that we're part of the church because it's a community that is founded on, that is all about gathering around one person, and that is Jesus. Simon Peter said, "'You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God.'" Jesus replied, "'Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, "'for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood.'" A people who have a revelation of Jesus. Jesus speaks of this idea of the church, not just as a people who have a revelation of who he is, but the people who have been called out of the world. In John chapter 15, verse 19, he says, If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. One of the reasons why uh, Adam and Eve lost it is because they become worldly. They they decided to break the relationship and community with God and sinned against God. We, the church, have been chosen out of the world to be holy. That goes all the way back to Genesis, where we said God made the seventh day holy. Holy means set apart. Holy means we've been separated because we do not belong to the world. We belong to God. And therefore, therefore, it says, that's why every now and then you find that the world hates people who profess to be followers of Jesus. That's not to be unexpected. That's actually to be expected because we are a community gathered on Jesus, a people who have a revelation of who Jesus is, a people called out of the world and a people called into Jesus, a separated people that love him for who he is, the savior, the Messiah of the world. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse nine says, he saved us and called us, there it is, to a holy life. God has called us to be separate from the world, to live a holy life under a calling with him, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. God has a purpose in Jesus. That grace was given in us, given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. It all goes back to Genesis. From the very beginning, Jesus was the Savior of the world, and now that revelation of the Son of Man, the Son of God, coming to earth to build His church. The church is not just any kind of gathering. It is a special gathering. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The good news is what we bear. We have been saved by the blood of Jesus, and we are a community gathered on Jesus, a people who have a revelation of Jesus, a people who are called out of the world, and a people who are called into Jesus. Back in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Which brings me to my second point. We are not just a community, a community that cannot be destroyed. Other translations say a community that cannot be prevailed against, a people and not a building. The church is a community, which means it's a people. It's not a building or an organization, and it's a community of people, millions of people gathered around the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of Jesus. Some churches and gatherings are small, some gatherings are medium-sized, and some, like this Baptist church in Africa, cannot even fit in a building. The buildings can be overcome and destroyed. A church is not a building. The church goes to a building, but later on, we're gonna leave the building. A building can be destroyed, millions of people can't be. That's what the church is. A church is not a building and neither is it an organization. Organizations will perish. Organizations are great to have, but while there are organizations behind churches, that's not really what the essence of the church is. Uh, churches will come and go, or rather organizations will come and go. The church will be here forever serving the world as the salt and light of the earth. A community that cannot be destroyed. A people, not a building or organization. A people that cannot be over, overpowered. Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The people of the church are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, neither angels, nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any powers, nor anything in all creation, it says, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from Jesus Christ. This is the church, a community that cannot be destroyed, a people, not a building or organization, a people that cannot be overpowered, not even by the gates of Hades. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, talks about this idea of the gates of Hades that will not overcome it. I've been to the gates of Hades. In Israel, it is in this place in Caesarea Philippi. In this place, there's a God, a Greek mythological God named Pan. And Pan is the mythic, mythical God who, where we get the word panic or where we get the word pandemonium. I think even pandemic. Certainly, that's where we get the word Peter Pan, who's gathering little kids, and, and he's the only one who can solve these problems through Panacea. And this is the issue of the, of the day. This was the issue of the day in the days of Israel. When Jesus, in Matthew 16, verse 13, came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? The significance of Caesarea Philippi is this Caesarea stands for the people, the Roman might, military power. Philippi is is the Jewish aristocracy who was in bed to control the Jews with the Romans. And finally, the seat of Pan worship under the influence of the demonic force of Pan. A community that cannot be destroyed, a people not a building or organization, a people that cannot be overpowered, not even by any military might not even by the most powerful aristocrats in the world, not even by anything can stop the church because it is a community that cannot be destroyed. Number three, a community that holds the keys to the kingdom of God. Keys in the Bible, as we will find in Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22, it talks about authority. I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. It talks about this, this keys, this authority. That is what was given to the church. The authority on the earth. Community, not just of uh, that holds the keys to the kingdom of God. A people, not a building, but in the world. Secondly, a people that cannot, can, can bide and lose things on the earth. Let me explain. A people not in a building, but in the world. Many times we think the church goes to a building. No, the church goes to a building to worship God but then we live in the world. We impact the world in our marriages, with our children, in education for centuries. Christianity, the church was responsible for much of education because it's a people that can bind what is wrong in this earth. There's a people who can take and push back the darkness. And it's a people that can let loose the goodness of God, the kingdom of God, the authority to bind the spiritual forces that destroy this earth, that destroy families, that destroy businesses, that destroy things, or the, even the environment, and let loose the goodness, the power, the kindness, the love of God. A community that holds the keys to having that authority to bind and loose the kingdom of God on the earth, to bind the things that are need to be bound on this earth and let loose the things of God on the earth. It is not in a, We are not just in a building, but we're in the world to impact the world. Let me summarize this short message. A community gathered around Jesus A people who have a revelation, the truth of who Jesus is. God himself personified as the son of man on the earth. Secondly, a people that were called out of the world and a people that are called into Jesus. A community that cannot be destroyed. People, not a building or an organization. A people that cannot be overpowered by anything, not even the might of military, the greatest military uh, uh, places in the world not even the most persecuting people, not even the gates of Hades. And finally, a community that holds the keys to the kingdom of God. We, the church, are, go to a building, but we're not just in a building, we are in the world. A people that, cannot be, that, 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 can be, that can bind things on the earth, and finally a people that can let loose the things of God in heaven on the earth. You'll notice in this short summary, that the words, a people, a people, a people, a people, except for not by the gates of Hades, all of this is about people. The church is a people. It's not a building. It's not an organization. It's a people that have a revelation of who Jesus is and have been called by God to himself so that we, just like Israel, can tell the whole world about this loving God. Join me in a short word of proclamation and prayer. Pick up a piece of bread and a cup as we pray and acknowledge our relationship with Jesus. Why we gather, why we go online, why we go to buildings, why we pray for one another. Why do we do small group? Because we are the church. Lord Jesus, thank you for the privilege of being called into your church. Thank you for the joy of the revelation that Peter had that you said flesh and blood did not reveal this to us. It was your Holy Spirit who joined us to your church. Lord, we acknowledge we, are, we don't join a church, we're joined to a church, a people that are gathered under the name of Jesus, a people that cannot be destroyed and a people that have the authority to, to let loose on the earth and bind the wickedness of this earth. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Every Nation Singapore podcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. For more information, visit everynation.org.sg